everyone, and welcome to Cisco Champions Radio. I am your host, Lauren Friedman Albert, also on the Twitter's known as Lauren, and we'll go around the room. Paul, who are you? What do you do? I am Paul Giblin. I'm a distinguished engineer with Presidio, and for the sake of this conversation, it's also important to point out that I am a, a CCIE. Woohoo! Mir? Yeah. I'm Mirosemi Rosemi. I um, work for iTron as a cloud and network security SME. And I'm um, double CCNA, CCNP route switch, CCNP data center. But I'm trying to get my CCI as soon as possible as well. As Fish. soon as possible. I like that. <laughs> so, uh, by February 20th, <laughs> Before, Fish. Uh, my name is Denise Fishburn. I'm, uh, most people just call me Fish. I'm on Twitter at, at Denise Fishburn. I'm a dual CCIE and CCDE, and I have had the honor and privilege of working with Peter on the upcoming exam. Which brings us to our newest victim, Peter. Who are oh, you? Um, what do you do? Tell us everything. My name is Peter Paluch. On Twitter, I am at Peter underscore P-A-L-U-C-H, since my last name is difficult to pronounce for somebody who's not Slovak. Uh, I am a CCIE routing and switching and enterprise infrastructure program manager. So I am the new most hated phase of CCI program <laughs> to whom everybody regarding the new content should complain. Yeah, but I'm all but lab. Okay. Uh, so tell us, what are all the questions that are coming up? <laughs> uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> we have 30 seconds. Go. No. Um, so what's what's been the process of writing new questions? Well, since we have totally updated the new uh, the certification portfolio, we also wanted to update the CCI program and uh, the tasks and the new blueprint for the enterprise infrastructure is coming in. And the updates are not only just technological, phasing out some of the technologies that are no longer relevant, but also bringing in some of the things that we have not been testing on before because they appear to be relevant for today's CCI candidates and CCIE certified people. And what I'm talking about are two huge things. The first is the ability of these people to do also their input into design. Very often in real life, as CCIs, they are now put into positions where they not just type in commands, but they also influence the way the networks are being designed. We had never tested on this before, but now we're testing it because this appears to be relevant. The second quality that we're looking at is the ability to capture the whole life cycle of a product or a technology. We're not just looking at configuring stuff, we're presenting the assignment as a story, and we're looking at the phases of designing, deploying, operating, and optimizing the network. So these are the new aspects that you can find with Blueprint, although if you, if you compare it to what has been there before, many of those technologies that has been there, that have been there, are still there because they are still relevant. Of course, we phased out some, brought down some news, but the core is still there and will stay there for a long time to come. So go for protocol, yay or nay? Uh, I'm sorry? Go for? All the protocols. Oh, so, so that's not on, in the new exam? <laughs> go, go for. Go for. Oh, man. You're, Sorry, I can't now we're tapping into my childhood. That's uh, <laughs> I, yeah, so the newest one thing is, is that, um, that a lot of people, and I'm, I've been over at the CCIE certification, made the certification right. lounge, and there's been a lot of questions because uh, before, of course, you had troubleshoot, uh, config, and diag. And so now it's going to be the format's going to be uh, three hours of design where you actually won't be doing things within the devices and there's no going backwards. 
and then you'll break at that three hours, and then you'll start the five-hour, as Peter was saying, the do section, which is deploy, operate, optimize, where you'll have hands-on to the devices. So people will no longer be talking about the T-shoot. Yes, they will no longer be yeah. talking about the T-shoot. They'll just be saying do, do on the Twitter. T-shoot is a beast. Do, uh-huh. do, yeah. do, D-O-O. <laughs> but I need to point out that uh, the troubleshooting quality is everywhere. Yes, because the tasks in the design may require you to troubleshoot an issue that the company that we present as, as an example may have had in the past and your input into design should resolve the problem. And also, when you do the configuration, you need to absolutely check yourself and troubleshoot any issues that you might have caused advertently or inadvertently. <laughs> Or if, like, fish snuck in. No, I'm just thinking about the times that I've actually fat-fingered and, like, completely ruined something. Don't even ask. That never happens, ever. No. So, I mean, the CCIE program's been through so many iterations. It used to be a two-day, you know, grill. And now it's going through, I think we're on fourth generation at this point, or are we on fifth? Likely this is going to be the sixth one. Sixth one. Yes, because at least the routing and switching is now the version five. Yeah. And has been the first one ever. So and now we're talking about the new update to version five. So this yeah. is the state for version five for a long time. I mean, people were expecting for an overhaul because when I, I myself started preparing and we were we were just panicking like, oh, it's, it's going to change next month. It's going to change next six months, and it didn't. Okay. And boom, we got the whole over overhaul announcement from Cisco that okay, it's going to change everything. The last time it was extensively updated was around 2012, 2013. Yeah. And uh, the cycle is usually three to five years. Now, when this time has passed, it was kind of clear that even if we updated technologically, uh, we still miss some of the qualities that are now moving the market forward, some of the expectations that the employers have on the certified people, and we needed to reflect on that. So that's why we had a complete restructuring of the whole certification pyramid, including the CCI. I just wanted to highlight something. Further to what you said before, like a few minutes ago, that there are a lot of overlaps. I mean, from the candidate who is trying to take the exam point of view, as I am trying to, when I first opened the new CCIE homepage, and I saw a very cool uh, sentence on the homepage that calmed me down that Cisco says, if you're, okay, this is a new exam, blah, blah, blah. So, but if you are trying to achieve CCIE, don't worry, keep going. Keep going. We'll see. And that, that was very... That was, for me, that was a nice attitude, you know, because multicast is not going to go away. BGP is not going to go away. So, so uh, it's just, it just gives a very good hope to the candidates. I, that, that's just my feeling. I'm very glad that you say that. And truly, the networking has not moved forward in such a way that we would be throwing anything we knew away and starting from greenfield with totally new technologies. Even if you think about new technologies that are now there, they are not fundamentally different. What they do is they combine existing protocols and mechanisms in a new, novel way. Some of the stuff is new, but if you think about SDA, for example, Lisp is there, it has been there before. ISIS is there, it has been there before. Ethernet is there, it has been there before. VXLAN is there, okay, that's a kind of a new kid on, but not that new kid on the block. It just combines them all in a way that has not been there before, and that's what makes them new. And I shall also say complicated. Oh, that's another debate. Yeah. So speaking of new, uh, one of the, the new things we heard about here at Cisco Live were the new DevNet certifications, uh, you know, uh, 
in the the written exams, there's been the introduction of the emerging technology sections and things like that. Uh, can folks expect to see things like uh, development related scenarios in some of the design sections and in some of the uh, the questions they'll be required to configure to? They will. They will, because the programmability and automation is a, what we call a domain on our blueprint. is one of the main parts that the exam has to cover. I believe it's 15%. It's 15% of the um, and overall And that can be, uh, so network automation programmability um, can be in the design section. It can be also be in the do section uh, where you actually have to write something. Right. Excellent. Now, that scripting... Uh, we're not certifying on you creating complex data structures or low complexity algorithms. Right. We are certifying you on the ability to use the API to ease your life. And that's what we want to see. I, I don't care if your algorithm runs in 10 seconds or in one, just get the work done. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, they say that API is new English, so. Cisco engineers should, shouldn't get, be, get behind of that. That's right. Uh, like, uh, I am a person who doesn't like overemphasizing APIs in terms of networking because I am a networker through and through. Even if you do APIs, you do it to drive network elements. And I want that networking to stay at the focus. But I read somewhere that the API is the new CLI, and this is a statement I can identify myself with. So you mentioned uh, that there's going to be a design section up front. Obviously, Cisco has a full expert level certification just for design in the CCDE and then uh, whatever the, the architect is. Um, how are they different and how are they similar? How, how deep will I be expected to go if I'm sitting this exam in the design realm? So, um, so I have a CCDE and I'm on the team helping this. Please understand that actually what I think is I, I actually really like the design aspect because I think that there are things that we that you know and you're going to study that would be time prohibitive to ask you to do in the do section. So we can actually ask you questions and check off that you know something by having it be in the design section. This is not asking you to be a CCDE. Trust me, I know what that exam looks like. This is not that at all. This is still, we're still looking for a um, internet expert. So we're still looking for an IE level. So it's going to be basically just like what you're doing at work right now, right? Like I would expect someone to know that if it was hub and spoke, you know, Obviously, you pick, you know, ODR. No, um, you know, if it was hub and spoke, you know, <laughs> that, that you would lean towards that you would lean Lovely. that you would lean towards EIGRP, right? Right. Um, so we can tease out that information, and you can highlight your knowledge of that without having to type and type and type and type. Got it. That's great. To add. Um, if I compare the CCD to the CCI in the design portion there, the CCDs do what I personally call the high-level design. They pretty much design the whole universe because they design the enterprise. They design the service provider cloud. They design the DC. They design the branches. They design everything. And their, their scope is immensely vast. And they don't go into too many technicalities. I remember myself getting into a uh, debate uh, with somebody on Twitter where I pointed out some very technical detail about OSP in this or that application, and that gentleman with whom I was debating stuff, he was a CCDE, he told me they are, that I am over-engineering at this point. 
Right. And that's very much the difference between the CCI design part and the CCDE. CCDEs don't over-engineer. This design part is what I would call the low-level design, right. where you pick the options of optimizing the technologies and protocols on a assembly level when you decide how to deploy them or how to optimize them but you're not going to create the the whole world you're you're staying the confines of enterprise core possibly branches and their interconnection but your design is way lower yeah input that, that input is way lower to the way of what tools you pick to get the result in possibly an optimal way but it's a very technical yeah, and I would also say that a CCDE needs to be able to, um, like I should be able to throw a whole bunch of documentation at a DE, and they should know, based on their experience, what to look at and what not to look at. So if the question has to do with aggreg aggregating from a site, then you don't need, you don't open up the topology maps for the 10 buildings at that site. We're not putting APs in, mm -hmm. right? So I would expect a DE person to be able to also have that ability of knowing what they need and don't need uh you know wait so a ccie wouldn't figure out couldn't figure out what they do and don't need did i just completely confuse you it? blinked and you missed the whole thing <laughs> okay no, no but i'm but what i'm saying is that that again back to peter's point that a ccde should be able to do a high level design oh, okay and and their design thinking Hence and the how they do that um should also be tested and come into play okay whereas with the ie um, it should be low level. Okay. Yeah, in CCDE, I guess also a very key element is also the ability of the candidate to translate the business need to the technical design. That's right. Right. Absolutely. And that is not this case. Just like he said, this is a low level design. Okay. Right. And um, so this is, this is staying extremely technical and extremely in the realm of what I would say CCIEs probably, if they pass the test before, they probably already know a lot of this stuff. And again, I also view it as a way that they can showcase knowledge that they have where it would be time prohibitive to ask them those questions in the configuration section. Think of it this way. There was currently, there was no way of asking you, why would you pick OSPF over EIGRP on a DAVPN? This design section gives us the ability to ask you that and ask you why. Okay. Explain this. Explain your understanding of the protocol, but in terms of your choices and your drivers that make you make that particular choice. Interesting. Right. I mean, you would know not to not to run RIP for Hub and Spoke. Like the design will still look like the CCDE exam in that it's going to be a progressive story going forward. Uh, certain state of the company and the network will be presented to you, and then emails and events will be coming in and you will need oh. to react and adapt the network as you need and it will go forward you cannot go back but those questions and those tasks that will be expected from you they will be much more deeper so you talked about retiring route switch and now we're talking about it's ei enterprise infrastructure right so it's cci ei mm -hmm. i swear they're gonna they were gonna go with cci ei eio <laughs> but I think that that's already copywritten, so they didn't. They just went with EI. So it's it's a subtle difference. Is it still the same subject matter? Are there extensions and additions? Uh, what what changes with the change of the name? 
Blueprint-wise, I would say that 90% of what you saw in the routing and switching is retaken because they it all forms the what I would call the underlay. I would call it the traditional networking, but traditional has a, such a bad connotation for whatever reason. It really does. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Even that one doesn't sell, does it? So yeah. I'm calling it an underlay because all those overlay technologies, SDA, SD1, they need to ride on something, and that something is the underlay. And you need it. It's, it's for life. And what has been added are three huge uh, technological areas, SDA, SD1, and programmability. A couple of topics have been have been just removed. Just on top of my mind, there is uh, PAGP is gone, EIGRP OTP is gone, HDLC and PPP are gone. That I'm so sorry. Stop wow. crying! Stop crying! <laughs> that was a sweet subject. Well, uh, to be totally honest, PPP is my favorite data link layer. Protocol. It is. PPOE is also gone. Is gone. Is gone. Okay. Yeah, he was sad about that too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if... Uh, he had to call in sick for one day at work. <laughs> I swear he was crying when he called in. If, if if you had this lab in your network where you had to set up a couple of PPPOE connections, that was my doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but remember that I think I think the route switch is the only one that's actually having a name change. Like CCIE security is still going to have the design and the do. So all of the CCIEs are going to have this new format. Oh, yes. Um, it's just that route switch kind of sort of caught up more with um, the times. And there is enterprise infrastructure, so EI, and there's mm. also enterprise wireless. And this is because mm. the focus becomes more on the job role rather than technology. Mm -hmm. And the enterprise as a name makes more sense than routing and switching. Now, the enterprise, uh, if you think that enterprise also contains wireless, the wireless is a huge, huge world. So it has branched off and becomes its own track, which is wireless. But uh, if you want to go for CCIE Enterprise Wireless, which is what will become out of CCIE Wireless after the February 24th, you will still do the CCNP Enterprise as a core. And then you go, this is, this is the uh, prerequisite for you to be able to go for the uh, CC, subscribe for the CCIE lab. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be CCNP enterprise and then wireless, you do a wireless concentration. Right. Yeah, actually, that's a good point because um, CCI route switch was merely uh, designed for engineers who are, who are supposed to be educated to operate, maintain, and optimize corporate networks. Mm -hmm. So wireless is a part of corporate network, right? Now that Cisco has recognized that gap and added a little bit of, of foundation of wireless to, is that correct? Those are, there are concentrations, like the, the, the core is covering many topics. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, I don't remember now if, the, if there are any wireless related questions, might be. But if you want to focus more on... It was the, in the book, I think, that I was reviewing. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically you, you speaking. Know, you know better. So Encore, the Encore one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the wireless was in the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's why... Uh... See, but if you want to dive deep into wireless, then uh, there is a concentration for the wireless. And that is a new thing also. So I think that I was hanging out over in the certification lounge. So there's been a couple of new things. And that is, uh, number one, in the past, you took a two-hour written exam that was both a qualification exam to take an eight-hour lab. Mm -hmm. It also could serve as a research exam. Perfectly. Right. That will actually be different as well. 
So there is a new exam, which is the Encore exam That's that, right. uh, that uh, Peter was talking about. Enterprise. And that board. is a yeah. qualification exam. And then you can build on. So that's a qualification exam. But to research, um, there are different options you can take. So that is a difference because the qualification exam qualifies you for the eight-hour lab. But to research, you have many different options, including continuing education, which I think from now on I'm always doing. Um, and so um, but go the continuing education path. Trust me. Um, uh, but there's also you could take the encore, which is the qualification, and another NP level to recertify. Yeah. So that's that's a new difference as well. Yeah, that's a great news actually, because uh, in the past it was like so if you want to get CCMP, you will take your three exams for CCMP route switch. If you want to go for CCIE, you have a beast called CCIE written, and it's a beast. I failed it three times, and then if you pass that for whatever reason family reason whatever you don't get the chance to pass the lab you have nothing in your hand you have you are only ccmp but now with the new program so you will pass the encore exam right and yeah. you are already a yep. specialist yeah is that correct correct so you have already you are rewarded for your for your effort that's right so what was the drive on cisco for this approach you pretty much nailed it your halfway progress was never captured anywhere. Yep. And we've seen many times people trying to explain that they are halfway somewhere and they would come in and say, I am CCI written certified. That's, that's how I've seen it, I, written in parentheses, air quotes, yeah. written. <laughs> LinkedIn I, is I, full I of those. Say, I, I, I will say, the people who get upset, and that's what I will say, pet peeve of mine, the people who get upset with that, I, I, I feel for the person trying to put on their r resume because you, you just called it a beast of an exam. Exactly. And it took you three times to pass that. Exactly. So where is that? Where can you say that without people yeah. making fun of you? Yeah. Well, certified you're not. But did you do it? Did you pass it? Was it an effort? Is that an accomplishment? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And that's where the badges come in. Yeah. That's great that that's getting recognized. Yeah. I want to change gears a little bit. Um, one of the things that's that's always been a little bit challenging in the CCIE program, and this certainly isn't uh, routes per specific, is just timing of content and the, the cycles it takes to get from inception all the way through to a, a final test. Uh, obviously, there's a, a huge amount of effort that goes into that, and it tends to lead to a, a large lag between when you decide to start and when content actually hits the ground, uh, where historically uh, you, you might be taking a test. I'll use collaboration. And in my example, I was testing on Call Manager 4.x in, in the voice realm, and Call Manager 6x was already shipping with 7x on the horizon in EFT. So is there any changes happening uh, with the program itself or with the development of exams as we continue to move forward to help accelerate the production of content and the, uh, the incorporation of new technologies? The choice of the versions of the products that we use in the CCI labs is, uh, is a compromise between choosing uh, something that is reasonably recent and has relevant features and stability. And... Uh, as you can imagine, we need to provide uh, candidates with a fair environment. Now, even as we develop new versions of the assignments themselves, it's kind of dangerous to upgrade the software in between because uh, candidates that come later 
suddenly maybe operating on a component that gives them more options or more useful outputs than somebody who was there before. So there are these many things coming in that we need to take into, into account when we pick a software and then ideally we would like to stick with it. If it's tested, the stability is preferred over, over bleeding edge qualities. Whether we are so much behind so that we run, I'm just take an example, around iOS 15.2, while as the iOS, just iOS, not iOS XA, is already 15.8 or 15.9, that's something we should be looking into. But once again, there was, there is a huge concern that I would rather be on a stable version that has been tested and that has also been field proven, rather than give something to candidates that will start failing and inconveniencing and damaging them in the end. I don't have any concrete answer to, to this comment. It is possible for us to uh, come up with a different set of software and products for every version of the lab. So if we enable or if we provide a candidate with a certain version of the exam, a certain form, we can always load in a dedicated set of software that they need to configure and work with. Uh, whether that benefits the candidate is ultimately up to us to find out and to test thoroughly. And as it happens, we're using real software, so real issues may arise. So we're kind of conservative, and we'd rather err on the side of being too conservative rather than being too too unstable. Excellent. So, I guess following on to that, um, you know, it, it, it's completely outside the realm of Cisco's purview, uh, naturally. But one of the things that I see as a common deficit in today's network engineers is an understanding of cloud networking. So ties to things like Amazon, Azure, GCP, uh, once they get off their own enterprise corporate LANs, corporate WANs, SD-WANs, whatever, they start to fall apart a little bit. And we're, we're moving into this new world where multi-cloud is... is the de facto standard and everybody's operating in all these different spaces and that seems to be a common deficiency that I'm seeing out there in the workplace. Is there anything or any thought of incorporating those kinds of concepts and topics into the CCIE? It's a great question. Not currently. At least for my uh, track, not currently. And I, <clears throat> pardon me, and I wonder if this would better fit into my track or some of the DevNet tracks. You tell me. Do you think it would be better for enterprise infrastructure? Or do you think it would align better with the DevNet? So I, I see it a couple of different ways. Uh, and frankly, it could probably be both or either. Um, I see some of my customers, uh, coming from the partner side, I see some of my customers expecting their network teams to be able to manage and operate that layer uh, up to and connecting into VPCs and, and domains and things like that. I also see some folks doing you know, Gartner's bimodal IT and they say, no, no, my, my dev teams and my cloud teams are going to take care of all of that and I just want you to deal with my traditional on-prem stuff, which frankly I think does, does networking professionals a bit of a disservice. So I'd, I'd like to see it uh, really be part of the, the new EI track. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting because, of course, there's... Right, it's, it's not Cisco. Yeah. yeah, well, there's also, I mean, there's AWS and there's GCP. And then, so that would be interesting from my perspective. I mean, I've never been thought about this before. I'm not... I'm not officially talking for Cisco Learning Network or the CCIE program. <laughs> yeah, this is this is totally um, off but, the rails. But, I'm just throwing it out there. No, it's a hypothetical. But it's interesting because the first thing I would think of was how can we control the versioning? 
Mm-hmm. Right. Because when we come out with something, we're going to be trying to give you all like, you know, you can use it in viral, you can do this and you can do that. So how do we, how do we support? So that would be interesting because, uh, with Google and Azure and AWS, I mean, someone would get annoyed if we didn't put them on it. Yep. But then how do we build the environment? Yeah. How do we build the environment and how do we control it so that uh, it's stable for – that would be really – So that, that ties back to my, my yeah. earlier question train around the, the speed of the evolution of, of, of the test as, as time goes yeah, on. Yeah, but then what if they change it? It's almost like putting third-party stuff on. But that's today. Everything is yeah. constantly changing. Yeah, and uh, I can add to that as well. I'm also Azure certified. Um, and in my current role, I also deal with different uh, networking teams in my organization that uh, for any kind of integration, they come to us for, for Azure integration specifically. Now, we see a gap for classic network engineers, even those who are CCIE. They have no clue how to deploy things in, in Azure or AWS and how the networking fabric works there or even how to operate Cisco technologies there, like CSR 1000V. So I was just thinking that maybe that can be something that Cisco can think about it when it comes to like data center CCA track or or uh, even EI. Huh. So we've That's got some here people's faces. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's huh. just interesting because I'm like I'm like, well, then how do you? How do you control their space? I mean, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, we can obviously, well, Peter can obviously go back because, again, I don't represent the Cisco Learning Network. <laughs> program. I love like, that voice. But, but, I am entitling you. Oh, you are no. what? I am entitling you. you are, oh, you're entitling me. You just got deputized. I got deputized. <laughs> so, so, no, I, so I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm very much a, um, a bit of a control freak, I admit. And so if I were the PM for it, I would wonder... How do I, I mean, as Cisco, we can go to a business unit and be like, look, yeah, okay, we want to put your 16.1 out, but, you know, so how do we do that with third parties? The thing I see here, like, uh, I, I don't want to talk about the difficulties that may come with this. My, my primary question is, what I should be certifying these people on? Yeah, yeah. Should I be certifying them on using, well, being expert in third parties' environment? Or should I be certifying them on interworking with that end? Yeah, but Peter, yeah. that's not third party. I mean, look at this. I'm going to give you a very practical example. Mm. One of the one of our Cisco certified engineers came to me, and he tell he told me that okay, listen, Mir, I just deployed a CSRV in Azure, and I am at in the, at the CLI of CSRV, and I can see that the default route is injected. I don't know where it's pointed at, and I explained to him how Azure works behind the scene on the fabric. That when you deploy something, then there is a default route go to the so fabric. You think, and so you think it would work? Yeah. So, so if, you're a P, if you're a PM, how would you very high level get it? Okay, okay. How would this very high level put? Let me put you on the hot seat. So, Uh-oh, so to the comes. two of you, so to the two of you, okay. You're going to pitch to me. I'm now okay. the CTO of uh, the Learning CSR. I've been deputized and promoted all in one. So, so how would this? How would you do this? And I'm going to hold your success. So you're going to come up with this new exam. So you got to control everything. So tell me what it would look like. We don't have to actually pay them if we actually take this idea, right? 
Okay, good. <laughs> Go ahead. But I get a cut. I don't care. So, no, no. Seriously, how would it look? I, I want more free you lunches. Go first. Really expensive free lunches. So uh, I, I don't know what it would look like, yeah. frankly. Um, I haven't thought it all the way through. I'm, I'm great at throwing questions out there without having the answers myself. Oh, That's sure. The fun part of That's the fun part of being uh, in, the, in the interviewer's chair. Uh, but what I would say is I, I wouldn't shy away from uh, you know putting these things out there. When I, when I, when I think about what today's network engineers and experts need yeah. to be, they, they can't just be the experts for premise technologies. They right. have to be experts across the whole domain. And that whole domain includes these different clouds. So as far as version control goes, uh, it, it could be, you know, obviously Cisco's partnered with AWS and partnered with Azure and, and Google's over here in a few booths. Um, you know, I don't know if they could provide you with a stable enough environment uh, yeah. set aside. Uh, I don't know that that would be a huge lift for them. It might not be something they want to do from a, a risk perspective where it's an environment that might be exposed. Uh, maybe they could replicate some small cloud inside a rack uh, sitting in the, the testing center. Uh, might be a possibility um, where it is perhaps a little bit dated. Um, but even if it, it weren't, I, I don't know that version control is something I want to worry about. I think dealing with the ambiguities of ever-changing versions is part of being a network engineer today. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm doing my day job day in and day out, what I go get from Amazon today might be different from what I go get from Amazon six months from now. Yeah. I, I have no control over that at yeah. all. I don't have the kind of control over that uh, that I have over the... Con the devices in my data center, you know, my, my routers and my switches and, and, you know, my, my controllers, I, I own those and I can do whatever I want. And I could say, all right, you know, these versions are stable and, and I expect this, that, and the other thing with clouds, it's, it's really not the case with clouds. Things yeah. are constantly changing. I'm still trying to convince myself that it should be us certifying people on this rather than them certifying on their products. You see, well, and to his point, because he was saying, you know, that they might actually come and be right on a console with a CSR 1000V. Yeah, that happened. But they could also be on a console in a CSR 1000V in a Hyperflex VMware Correct. environment. Correct. Yeah. So then are we supposed to be like, okay, this is how you connect to a distributed switch. Let me go ahead. So, so then it becomes... Is that the VMware voice? That, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. This is Cisco learning please. voice. Okay. Yeah. I could do all kinds of voices. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to do an ASMR podcast in ASMR. a few weeks, uh -huh. but you're going to do that voice. All right. Okay. Before okay. we get completely off the rails, I think we Too have time late. for one. <laughs> we have time for one more question. Anyone? Who's our last victim here? Or you have started it, you will finish it. No. Nah, all all right. right. Or we're done. <laughs> what, is, what is the most difficult question? that you have written or what is the topic of the most difficult question oh yes so there's a guy in our group yes because vazi is actually so sorry about the snapping there's a guy in our group who he and another guy love vazi okay and i think he actually keeps on correcting me vazi anyway it is on the uh and so it is on the blueprint so uh one time i don't know back in september or whatever we were doing our one week things and uh so, yeah, if you ever see David Lucas, please feel free to go up to him. And this is for everyone who ever listens to this podcast. If you ever see David Lucas, oh, dear please God, go you're, up you're to a him target and, say, now. and say, I'm a Vazi girl in my Vazi world. 
Exit one. <laughs> I want to sit in all your team meetings. First of all, oh, they get all. really. Oh, <laughs> yes. If you if you saw fights between Adavaska and Gustavo Sibaha about exactly this feature, when one wants them and the other doesn't. <laughs> and on that note i want to thank you all for listening to this episode if you've made it this far you are fantastic and we love you uh you can listen to other episodes of cisco champions radio wherever you get your podcasts usually apple itunes podcast thingamajiggy stitcher soundcloud lots of places google play i've heard does podcasts and thank you all thank you Folks, you guys were fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. This was a great discussion. And since we're in Spain, muchos gracias. Muchas gracias. Great pronunciation. Can I take a selfie?